Hello and welcome to another episode of Oh Brother Did We Watch That, a podcast where three brothers discuss some movies that they watched growing up, or sometimes when I like to threaten Mark and Josh to buy movies. Anyways, you are the only one who had already watched this particular one. That is correct. As always, I'm Andrew. I'm Josh. And this week it is only us two. Mark has entered a new person in his life with his wife, Jill. So That's he, a weird way of saying yes, they had a baby. Yes, they had a baby, so he's a little busy at the moment. So this week... It was but no, wait, don't turn it off yet. <laughs> but please, we're, we're enjoyable too. <laughs> um, we break Good Burger. Uh, so yes, it's just us. And as mentioned, this week, I believe our hint last week was from a sketch comedy show. Yeah, which many of you might have thought we did an SNL movie, which there are plenty of terrible SNL movies we could yes. have done. And Mad TV, don't think they did any movies. Oh, God, I hope not. No. No. The closest one, maybe. No, never mind. But this is from All That, which I don't know if Josh did, but I watched the crap out of All I That. I watched a few years of it. It was kind of, it was at the, t- I was at the upper end of the age group for what they were shooting for, yeah. and, but you watched a lot, and I would watch it yeah. with you. I remember, like, um, what was the name of the Weekend Update style thing they had? I don't know what it was called. Lori Beth. But it was Lori Beth Denberg. Yeah, yeah. But do you know what Night of the Week it was on? It was on SNCC. It was on SNCC. Saturday Night Nick. And it was like that. They had Are You Afraid of the Dark. When SNCC started, they had things like Roundhouse. Oh my god, Roundhouse. Um, I remember you, Mark, watched that, and I would be like, that was weird. Uh, you were right. Roundhouse was weird. It yeah. made no sense. It was just like, we're teenagers. Here's problems of the world. In case anyone doesn't know, we're talking about Nickelodeon on Saturday night. So Saturday Nick, Nick became SNCC, because yep. that's what passed for clever back in the 90s. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> But anyways, uh, this movie, I remember seeing it in theaters in 1990. Did you see this in theaters? I saw it in theaters, and I have a funny story for this. All right. I went with my quote-unquote girlfriend at the Ooh. time. Oh, no, don't, don't say it. No, one. <laughs> she lives in my neighborhood, though. But we saw it, and she was like, let's go see Air Bud. I'm like, no, we're going to see Good Burger. <laughs> so you both just picked winners. like just Yeah, and uh, yeah, that we didn't last long. So <laughs> Was it because of this movie? Ah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> the, I remember the movie. I walked in, and... They weren't showing previews. We walked in a little late. They opened the movie with a Kablam skit. Did you ever watch a show Kablam? No. It was a show in Nickelodeon that it was kind of like Robot Chicken before Robot Chicken. It had like okay. Prometheus and Bob. It was like a stop motion thing. Prometheus and Bob? I yeah. like it already. <laughs> it was a caveman and an alien trying to talk to them. Anyways, they, it, it, they had an action league now and it was known for like a naked action figure. Anyways, I walked in and that's how the movie started. I'm like, this is awesome! Because it's, it's one of my first experiences of seeing something I watched on TV on the big screen. Oh, this, I, I remember, I remember this being a big deal. It was out, yeah. after I had been aged out of watching all that but I remember it was a big deal like that this could end up maybe it'll end up spawning movies like uh, Saturday Night Live did Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. spawned some great movies also spawned some terrible movies but the fact is it spawned movies it's created careers and maybe all that will start doing that uh, too <laughs> maybe it did no. <laughs> no, it didn't. at least it didn't for our in theory main character uh, but let's yeah. get into it it's Good Burger from 1997 yes which, um, directed by Brian Robbins, which Who did a TV. lot of crap, a he lot did. of crap movies. Did he do crap movies? I only glanced at I forget. it on TV. Yeah, I glanced at it too. I think he did the movie, the dog, the comic book dog. Comic book dog? Can't think of his name. Anyways, it's like Great Dane dog. Oh, Marmaduke. Marmaduke. I think, I think it was Marmaduke. We don't okay. have Mark here to rattle off his random credit nonsense. Yeah, yeah. But this movie has a lot of weird people in it. It's that, a very strange cast, which will... Like, alright, so the main... It's like a lot of favors people owe. The movie opens with Robert Wool. Is this the, the Robert, actor's name? Well, let's, first off, it stars... It stars Keenan... Uh, I'm sorry, let me... Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson, who is on Saturday Night Live. Cal Mitchell, who play 
the main two characters who did the skit on all that. Well, Kel did. I don't. Th did Keenan ever show up on the Good Burger skit? You're correct. No, he didn't. Okay. But this movie came out in '97. In '96, they were in a show called Keenan and Kel. That's right. So yeah. that's why I thought they were together. So they had to link them. Yeah. Yeah. There was a brand at that point, which is weird because for most of this movie, Keenan is the main character. He's almost the, one, the entire movie. Yeah, like because I, I went into this expecting the Kel show. Yeah. And Keenan's the one that. Stirs, starts the plot. Mm -hmm. He's the one that has a character arc. He's yep. the one that has a romantic subplot. He He's the only person that has any change <laughs> he, as the movie goes he's on. He's the only person that made me quote-unquote feel in this movie <laughs> one scene. And I was like, oh, good burger. What's, what you got going on here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. I um, the scene you're talking about, too. Yeah. <laughs> you're, um, you're right. A lot of strange people do show up in this movie. Um, yes. It's like, everyone's got a favor. Let's put him in this movie. Yeah, like you're saying, Robert Wool is his name, who, anyone who saw the 1989, I think it was, Batman with, by Tim Burton, yes. he was the other reporter other than Kim Basinger. He mm -hmm. was the one running around, making jokes. I think he ends up unconscious inside a bunch of cardboard boxes at the end, maybe dead. <laughs> Hopefully dead. But that was what, that's less of a favor, I think, than Robert Wool needs to eat. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which... Yeah. This movie does start with the creepiest opening ever. It's, it's so disturbing. The movie starts out with Kel, and uh, who's Ed in the movie. And Ed, yeah. You find his dream, but he's in the restaurant, just kind of doing stuff, and all of a sudden this burger pops up with eyeballs and starts talking. And it's like, I freaked the fuck out. I was out. like, what the Jesus? I lost my mind. Like, oh, what am I watching? Ed, don't eat me. Don't sell me. We don't want to leave. What? Then, like, a chorus of burgers started singing It's a bunch of burgers with eyeballs talking, and I'm like, what did I just agree to watch? And at that point, I, <laughs> at that exact moment, I texted Andrew, I'm less than two minutes in, and I hate you. I hate you for picking And I just started laughing. I'm like, yes. It is the most bizarre bug nuts way to start a movie I've ever seen. It knows the target audience of kids. I guess. But then he wakes up, it's a dream, and he he's late for work, which... It's a little throwy thing, but he takes a shower in his work outfit. He never takes that hat off. Or his shirt. Well, the, the shirt. They shirt. make him change later on the shirt. Oh, yeah. I'll but he never takes the hat off. Never. He, he's showering full in full uniform. There's a, like a basketball hoop in there. There's, I think, like a hundred rubber duckies of varying sizes. Oh, like, that's another thing about this movie. This movie was designed as if MC Hammer with a city planner and a number one fa uh, fashion designer. Which this I like place a, is crazy. I like I said, MC Hammer with a city planner. That's like a line he should have written in one of his songs. That <laughs> <laughs> works, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, there's... We'll get to them in a minute, but the teacher in this movie, um, I'm watching this movie with... Uh, Mr. Wheat! Yeah, I'm watching this movie with uh, with my wife, Maggie, and she uh, describes what he's wearing as, uh, he's wearing a kilt his grandma made him with shoulder pants. <laughs> and I, that was so apt, I had to mention it. Yeah, that, I mean, he definitely has the weirdest outfit in that movie. But, yeah, the movie starts, and after the crazy dream sequence... Ed is the first one to take the order, and it says his trademark line. No, he's the only one who can take orders. Yes. Ro Robert Wool is very mad because they won't just take his order, and they say, I'm sorry, Ed isn't here yet. Ed is the only one. We're going to learn that Ed is functionally retarded, and he's the only person you've trained to take orders? That is a horrible plan. <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's like, oh, you want to order a sandwich? Sure. Let me get it. Ed! Oh, Ed's not here yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Ed's not here yet. I'm the drive through guy. You know what? You guys should go out of business. <laughs> but yeah, Mondo Burgers should kill you guys. Yeah. And then Ed finally makes it into work. He rollerblades in and says, Welcome to Good Burger, Home of the Good Burger, can I take your order? And then I he orders. hate this line by the end of the movie. Welcome to Good Burger, Home of the Good Burger, can I take your order? 
The, he does the amount it. of times he says it, it's insane. I decided I was going to count how many times. Mm-hmm. At, at five, I said, you know what, I don't care anymore. Like, just <laughs> get, no the, Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, can't take your order. He turns it into a catchphrase that he brings up at random times sometimes. He wakes up saying it. Uh, he gets confused and he just says it. I don't understand <laughs> this line in this movie. It's like he's been Manchurian candidated. Yes. He wakes up, Oh, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. And it's long for a catchphrase, too. It's not like Eat My Shorts from uh, Bart Simpson or something. It's, it's, like, long. it's long. But, uh, on his, I forgot the mentions. I wrote in my notes because I had to mention it. He's uh, As he's uh, rollerblading to work, oh, he somehow goes onto a basketball court and he, I guess, bumps into a mom. He's holding the baby. He bumps into the people playing basketball. He keeps getting realized. He's kidnapping at this Oh, point. no. I have a basketball in my hands. And the people who play basketball, they fucking dunk the baby. They dunk a baby. Dunk I mean, the they baby. catch him on the bottom end. Yeah, I know. It's, they dunk a baby. A baby is stolen by a man on rollerblades and then dunked by a completely separate man and caught, thankfully, by someone else. <laughs> like, oh, that is not how we should open our movie. No. That is not okay. But then we go back to uh, Good Burger, and I forget what. Do you remember what he says that chases uh, the customer out of the restaurant? He says, "I'm going to Mondo Burger. They're opening in two days, and I'm giving them my business." I don't remember, but this is supposed to be the comedy. I'm a, I, if I remember correctly, this is essentially what the skit was. It was that he would be terrible at taking orders, mm-hmm. be like, um, like, Very like, like "I'll take nothing but the. Uh, I'll take uh, a uh, burger uh, with nothing on it, please." I'll, I'll take a good burger with nothing on it. And he brings out two uh, buns. Uh, two buns. Well, you said you wanted nothing. I assumed there would be a burger inside. Well, I didn't say that. These are the jokes, he folks, takes, at this point. He takes things so literally in this movie, which oh, it was, is uh, funny. It, it was, uh, um, I'll take a burger. You can't take a burger, so you got to pay for it. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get your movie. And keep in mind, in your mind, when you're picturing this, put Coca-Cola signs everywhere. Everywhere. This movie is brought to you by Coca-Cola. And I think it was the entire budget. And Rolls Gold. Was the pretzel place in the 90s? Rolls Gold. I think that they are owned by the same company. They slam at your face. Yeah, that's all That's all over the place, too. Uh, so he's getting uh, yelled at, and they say, what's Mondo Burger? Because Robert Rolls says, yeah, he's going to leave and go to Mondo mm-hmm. Burger. And, he's, and they say, well, what's Mondo Burger? And someone tells Ed, it's the place that they've been building <laughs> for 10 months. Across the street <laughs> for 10 months. It opens tomorrow. And we have our plot. A new evil burger company is opening across the street. And while this is happening, who gives a crap? Because the camera pans by Abe Vagoda. Abe Vagoda is in this movie. This man was in The Godfather. He had seen, he's had acted with Al Pacino, Robert Duvall, Marlon Brando. <laughs> and he's here with Kel, I forget his last name, and you already said it five minutes ago. Uh, Kel, no, it's Keen Thompson. Mitchell. Kel Mitchell. All right, yeah. I have no idea what Abe Vagoda's doing in this movie. It, the thing is, it gets a little uncomfortable, but kind of funny, in that they make, it, uh, his character is old jokes throughout the whole thing. He's oh, yeah. old, he's wearing an oxygen mask, they say, how much longer can he live? I want to point out, this movie came out 18 years ago, and Abe Vagoda is still alive. They were making old jokes about him nearly 20 years ago. Conan he's Brian. still with us. Remember Conan O'Brien when he was on, what, the late show with Conan O'Brien? They were using him as a constant joke of him being, like, oh, Conan just got him backstage in a cage. He can use him whatever he wants. I remember one episode they brought, they said, and now for no reason, Abe Vigoda, William Shatner, and John Tesh on a three-seater bicycle. And they just ride up, up across the stage. <laughs> no reason. Um, and then and one of the roasts, I forget who, but someone said that it's a great day. I just wish Abe Vigoda were alive to see it. And the camera pans to Abe Vigoda, giving him a look of death. <laughs> I, but I will say, I don't know why he's in this movie, but he commits. Like, Abe Vigoda does not half-ass this movie. No. I don't know why he's here, but every, he's making jokes. Every, I should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> every line he says is gold. Yeah. And when he says that line, he's like dropping fries in the fry machine with the oxygen mask on. He's pans over, I should be dead. <laughs> 
So uh, we, I, I we, like him in this movie. We meet Ed, and now we meet the other half of this duo. We meet uh, Keenan Thompson, who is known as Dexter in this movie, which he's getting out of class, hosted by Sinbad. Sinbad, welcome back to the show, Sinbad. Yeah. Which also I brought him up in our first uh, my. The other first time we brought in Sinbad for Jingle All the Way. That's what I'm saying. Well, I did not expect within the first 20 episodes we would do two movies with Sinbad. I know. Because that's just it. Before we watch it, Andrew te uh, texted me and said, well, at least Sinbad's in this movie. And I said, <laughs> wait, Sinbad is in this movie? I, I didn't know that. I forgot they did that. I'm the one who's seen this before I brought it up to them to watch it. Sinbad in this movie is puzzling. What class did he teach? I'm assuming he's teaching African history. I think, it's, I think they said history. I don't think there's a specific African history, but I'm sure in high school. But well, it's he probably makes a lot of references like he's doing that. His character is so strange because he's got a obviously fake Afro wig. Oh, so fake. Martin, <laughs> sorry, um, Malcolm X glasses. Mm -hmm. He's wearing this thing that it does look like a patchwork outfit with I want to say six or, tw or twelve inch um, lapels. Bedazzled. It's insane. This collar. He has an upside down. I thought at first it was a P symbol. It's not. It's, it's an not. upside down Mercedes symbol because it's missing oh. the bottom line. It's an upside down Mercedes symbol on his on on, on his uh, jacket. He 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 makes no sense in this movie. None. And it, they're getting out for summer break. And now you might ask why I uh, I I'm giving a test on the last day of school. Well, because minds have to stay active all, at all times, and that's what we need to do as brothers. I'm like, what is happening? What? <laughs> You're a teacher. It's the last day. Give it a rest. And, and even even Kat, or Keenan's or character Dexter is like, it's summer break. I don't need to be talking to you anymore. So he goes to his car, or no, I'm sorry, his mother's car, and... Which they're acting like it's a really nice, fancy car. I didn't catch what kind of car it was, but I swear to God, it looked like a Saturn. And I don't know. It, it looked like a red Saturn. I'm like, oh, that is a sweet thing. I'm like, I think it's a Saturn. When you're 17, 16, because I don't know what age, oh, he's talking about going back to school next year. I think he's 15, because he said, uh, later on when the son asked him for his license, mm -hmm. he says, come back in a year? Oh, So I true. think he's 15. Okay, keep it around, he's 15. You see a red car. It doesn't matter. All right, fair enough. You're like, this is a nice race car. So him and his friend race off, who's you never see from again, his friend. And on his way, uh, Ed has got a delivery he needs to make. So Ed's on his roller skates, delivering his Good Burger, Which, singing the I'm a Dude song. Right. If I could stop you, Good Burger delivers? I guess. I'm now on board for this place. A burger place that will bring it to my door? There's some taco places that are starting to deliver. Not Florida, but they're starting to deliver. Well, alright, that's good. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Blazers deliver. I don't think they'll do it on a roller. Uh, which, which I question? love this country. Which question? You find out in the movie, there's a friggin' burger car. Which Why isn't Ed driving that? To set up this plot. This is the, I'm sets sorry, up yes. the plot. So, Dexter avoids Ed, crashes With, into Sinbad, who's uh, named Mr. Wheat's car. Because of course he does. Of course he does. There needs to be a plot. And then we get, I want to say, like a three or four minute scene of them just... Spinning? Ad-libbing. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, ad-libbing about this car accident. It's like, well, it's, uh, I can't believe you want how much that car costs. That is a $22,000 car. And that's just the base level car. I got these chrome rims down here. That's, that's, you think that comes on base? Let me see your license. Come back in a year. Oh, come back in a year. I'm going to call your parent. I hate to put a black man, uh, black that, man in jail. That's a funny line. But the joke, but I'll, I'll have to call the police. Please don't do that. And it just keeps going and going and going. That's it goes nowhere. I love that line, though. Sitting back in the phone, hate to put a black man in jail. Starts dying on the phone. I'm not sure this is the movie to approach those topics, but... Uh, they approach it many times they in do. this movie. They do. I, I will say, this is a very diverse movie. Yes. For a kid's movie in the 90s? Yes. Ten times more diverse than a movie. And it's got. Now. I would say it's even casted with people who are kids seeing this movie and who are adults who had to drag their kids to see. Oh, this there's movie. all that people showing up all over this movie. There's at least two more. The guy Joshua, what's his name? Yeah. And Lord Beth Denberg. 
Well, those literally, you have now mentioned the four people from all that. I remember. I, oh, there's one I had a huge crush on. Amanda Bynes. Yeah, that. See, she came later. She was too quote unquote big. I, she, I think she, she, she came later for me. I never watched all that when she was on. Anyway, yeah. no one cares about this. <laughs> I do. <laughs> big Amanda Bynes for you, boss for cookies. Um, so now we have a plot for the movie. Dexter now has to get a summer job to pay off the estimated. $1,900 that the car is going to cost to change. Which, i got to say, if I'm Keenan, as soon as Sinbad agrees to... Sorry, yeah. As soon as Sinbad agrees to, well, I'll just send him my mechanic, and then I'll come to you to pay me, and I say, he, he agrees to that, day later I say, well, did we get that in writing? I don't remember that conversation at all, sir. You're not my teacher anymore. What are you going to do to me? That was your mistake. That, that is true. Yeah, but it's, anyway, it's, it's, it's keep moving. It's logic. the plot. He has to get a summer job now. So he starts working at Mondo Burger before they open. He's Mondo Mont Burger, which is run by the Hitler Youth. Yes. And first of all, have you ever seen a burger place that big? I don't even think like a Dave and Buster's type restaurant um, is that big. Well, the Mickey D's down on I Drive. That, no, this looks like a mini mall with a, with a Mondo Burger sign it's, on the front. It's massive. And when it and opens. The premiere for oh this. Oh my god. It is a fast food burger joint that has a red carpet with limousines Cutting and a massive crowd shows up. I don't care this much about anything. They're, they're, they're twice the size of burgers is their big thing. Yeah. Which, uh, Keenan is trying to make the burgers, which their burgers are like, you know, like size like a, like a big book. And I don't know how he doesn't understand to make a burger. Oh, he's, he's just more on pickles and more burgers, like eight pickles on a burger as like an assembly line of trying to make these burgers. He's terrible. And they're telling him after like scene after scene of acting like a Hitler Third Reich thing of making burgers, they fire him. And he's like, no, I need the job. And he's like, get out. You're, you're, in, you're being put in the grinder. Oh, he's big on that line. He keeps <laughs> saying, like, you know, oh, uh, like you do what I say, or you're going at the grinder. And is this like, a physical grinder? Or is this a mental uh, well, I, I, At this point, I'm wondering, are we going to end this movie with Killing their people? <laughs> burgers are made of people? I really thought that's where they were going to go. Like, he just mentioned in this grinder. Are these burgers? He's are grinding people up. And that, those are the burgers that they are eating. So, I forget why, but I think Dexter is depressed now. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for the car. He goes across the street to Good Burger, who... Dexter, I guess, I'm assuming has no money, but he's now drinking 10 milkshakes. He's drinking... Uh, depressingly. You sure you've had enough milkshakes there? I'll tell you when I had enough. They're goddamn milkshakes. It's I like understand a, it's a kid's movie. <laughs> it's like a kid version of the bar. They always do this in shows and movies, like, drinking, like, soda, like, get me another milk. More! <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, anyway... So and now talking. Oh, so yeah, they're sitting down talking, and uh, this uh, in this conversation is where I have my first actual genuine laugh of the movie, when um, uh, Keenan says, "I think I know you," because remember earlier in the movie, uh, Ed uh, rolled in front of the car, yeah. causing the car accident. Yeah. Like, where do I know you from? I was like, "Who are you? Am I famous?" Ed says, "I don't know. Who am I? Am I famous?" And they go on like this for a little while, this incredibly stupid conversation. But then Keenan comes out with, "Okay, well, you're an unusually bad guesser, so I'm just going to cut to the chase." <laughs> that is a great line. <laughs> yeah, Keenan does deliver a lot of the good lines. Cal has some moments, and then there are some other moments we'll get to later. But long story short, Keenan now gets a job because Kel. Uh, I keep switching from their character name to actor uh, name. Let's just go Keenan and Kel. Okay, Keenan and Kel. Keenan now gets a job because Ed talked... Oh, no, sorry, damn it. Kel now talked to his boss and said, he needs a job. And the boss is like, hmm, can you drive a car? Well, no, first he says, what, what, what is, what's he going to do? He can uh, bake the fries. 
Yeah, we've already got a guy to make the fries. Oh, yeah, but look at him. How much longer can he live? And I should have died years ago. Yeah, here hands over to Abe Pagoda with a little oxygen mask on. That's a that's a decent laugh too. I laughed really. I, I missed the next line because I was laughing. Just his face of like I should have died years, years ago. <laughs> uh, and then he's yeah. He said, "Well, can you drive a car?" Yes. Do you have any accidents on your record? Not to your knowledge. I love God. That's a great. That, that see that one that that should have been a red flag. That is a red flag. <laughs> yeah. How about to your knowledge? He was in the sh- he was in the skit too. The boss for the movie. How was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he was a because he's like you know what, what do kids find funny? Fat guys. There's two of them in this movie. Mm. Fat guys going, no! Yeah, he goes around, um, Kel goes around introducing Keenan to everyone in the store. It's good. Yeah. You've got the guy that flips the burgers, who and is... Spatch. Yeah, Spatch. 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 And everyone's name tag in this is funny, because it's all, I'm this, I'm that, and his is, I'm Spatch. I laugh at that every time I see it. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but like he does this thing where he slams a fly against his forehead and then eats it. It's he has a, no lines of all this movie. It's a kid's movie, whatever. It's like Big Baby. He's just like... Bleh. And then he meets Monique. Monique. Who love is Keenan's love interest. And when he meets her, and uh, afterwards when talking to Kel, says, she's all that. Yeah. Oh, did they? Because Keenan's uh, are all that. All that. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Play, play <laughs> the theme song right now. Yeah. And so then we go, look, we go to the premiere of Mondo Burger, which is like Mardi Gras. Not yet. We find the first... The, mo- the Burger Mobile, because as he's oh. introducing everyone, he introduces Keenan to the Burger Mobile, which is a piece of shit Volkswagen, I'm assuming, with a burger like on the hood, which is not good at all to drive. No. You can't see over the burger at all. You see it, the view from inside at one point. You can't see. I don't blame people for almost crashing and while driving this burger. I just want to point out that Keenan was hired to deliver burgers and ask him if he can drive, yeah. and not once does he drive that car. Kel drives it every single time. With Keenan in the passenger seat. That's true. Every single time. He never drives it. And Kel was earlier delivering burgers on a rollerblade. It's almost as if this plot makes no sense. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> but then we go to Mondo Burger for the big grand opening where Kurt, the dig boss, as I wrote here. <laughs> Kurt, who, like, picture, you know, like we said, Hitler Youth, so little kid, uh, teenager. Blonde, spiky hair, yeah. and obsessed with the rules, obsessed with doing whatever it takes to make the more money. And right before the Mondoburger... You've seen opens, this character in other movies. And right before Mondoburger even opens that day, he comes into Good Burger and is like, we're going to close you down, Good Burger. This it's is, like, we know this, Mondoburger. This, this is one of my favorite parts because it makes no sense. He says, we're going to shut you down. We're going to close you down. And then out of nowhere, he pulls out a burger and drinks. And I'm like... Where the fuck did that come from? Did he have it in his back pocket? Did he order a burger and we just cut that scene? He walks in, says something, and then lifts a burger to his mouth. Is that someone else's burger? We're putting it in business later. I'm going to buy one of your burgers first, though, because I am hungry. I didn't see him pay for that burger. No, well, He just pulled it out of his ass. Right. He's walked right in. Maybe. He walks right. He had no burger in his no, hand, so he walked true. in, and then when he walks out, and he's holding a burger and drink. I don't know where they came from. They just have him on the rent standby. It's ready to go. I guess. So the Mondo Burger, does it, I don't think really anything happens really this Mondo Burger, except no. he's just super popular. And the, and then the manager goes and steals one. Or I assume he buys one. The good, I'm sure he buys one. The good burger manager goes over and buys one and brings it back, and it's a huge burger. It's huge. It's like the size of like two burgers... It, they it's say two times. They the say burger. twice the size. It yeah. looks like three or four times the size. It's a it's huge. It's a comically large burger. Yes, it look it's a, it's an obvious obvious like chew toy for a dog size. Spatch burger. lifts it up with a spatula and it bends the spatula down. A decent physical gag. <laughs> um, and then what happens next? 
what all I have in my notes here is that at one point Abe Vigoda gets flipped and falls yeah, on his ground and says, I think I broke my ass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, I so, say, every line he had was movies like gold. Keenan and Kel are sitting around talking and uh, they're eating on their lunch break. Yeah. And Kel takes out a sauce uh, squeeze bottle. Un- unlabeled. Unlabeled sauce. Old label. sauce. It looks like Thousand Island dressing, but he puts it on the burger and Ke- Keenan asks for some. And he tastes. No, he splashes. Oh, he's like hitting the back of it like a ketchup bottle and he gets all over oh, his right. face. And so he tastes it and he says, This is really good. And in my head, I go, Oh, now I know what the plot of this movie is. Okay. <laughs> I've seen this movie now. I mean, not this movie, but I've seen very similar movies. I. The sauce is going to be what saves this uh, restaurant, yeah. and yada, yada, yada. And see, they bring everyone over. Try Ed's secret sauce, which, by the way, the first time I watched this movie with my friends later on in life, we kept going, Ed's secret sauce. Okay, we're going to all keep t- tasting Ed's secret yummy sauce. We're just going to leave that be. Oh, hell no, I got lots of notes on this. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all like, Ed, you saved the restaurant! And then we cut to the song, which Josh pointed out to me is Less Than Jake, who sings a song, the I'm a Dude, She's a Dude song. And it's an actual good song. I'm a Dude, He's a Dude, She's a Dude, and we're all dudes. Hey! It's it's very late 90s, early 2000s. Along with the catchphrase, you're going to have to get ready for that. Yeah, like I just said, we started the uh, episode off with it. It's... It's in this movie a lot. And this secret sauce has somehow brought everyone back to Good Burger. And I wonder how. There's a sign. Try Ed's sec- or Ed's secret sauce or Ed's new sauce. And that brought people in. Who the hell is Ed to these people? I don't know. <laughs> you go by McDonald's. Who's and Joe? What is your Joe's? Well, that's, you you walk by. Uh, you drive by McDonald's and it says, "Try Phil's sauce." Oh, All right, sure. The Phil has <laughs> sauce here. Basically, we're going yeah. in. Um, so they and they have to go make a delivery. And oh, I forgot. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I, I just read this. Another gold line in Vagoda says, as his character Otis, he tastes the sauce and he's like, makes me glad I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of those for me, Vagoda. Yeah. It really is. Uh, but they make a delivery to some... Um, an NBA team. An NBA team. Does not say what team it is. And then, hey, look, kids. It's the NBA Shaq. 97. I guess he'd be in... Orlando, Florida. In 97? I'm almost positive. We watched a lot of bat- Orlando Magic basketball. I, that in '97, I assumed he was in LA by then. I don't think he is. Okay, uh, let's pretend. Because I can not... believe this movie was set in LA. I cannot believe it's set in Orlando. I want it to be in Orlando. Why? I want it to be in Orlando. You know, I guess Nickelodeon was headquartered in Orlando. Exactly. So you might be onto something. I don't know. I'm sure we can look this up after. But right now, we're just gonna pretend it's in Orlando. Sure. That makes it fun. Yeah. So Shaquille O'Neal is there, being interviewed by a bunch of news people, and he and they. Uh, and this has happened all the time during news conferences. Someone from a fast food restaurant walks up and delivers him his burger. People pay millions and Man. millions of dollars to have uh, endorsement of a basketball to get player. celebrities or like athletes to use their product on camera. And he just happened to order a good burger right before the conference. So they walk up and opens it up. Hey, I ordered tomatoes on this burger. And then Kel pulls tomatoes out of his shirt pocket, and everyone says, "Cool." Like that's okay with everybody. <laughs> that's fine. It does it. That's a good burger. That's a good burger. <laughs> Definitely doesn't taste like a lens. And then this reporter turns to the camera. You heard it here first, folks. Shaquille O'Neal likes good burger. What? This became a commercial. When did this become a commercial? <laughs> this is great endorsements. Yeah. Um. So. Then after the day is just ended. Oh, we, we missed a big plot point. Oh, we did. There's plot points. There is a plot point. <laughs> what did we miss? This ends up being the plot point, the I central think... co- central conflict. Right, uh, when they decide oh, they're going to be making right. the sauce. And Keenan's the one who said that we should put this on the burgers and sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, the manager says that this is so good, I want to give you, what is it, 10, 10 cents for right. every good burger sold. 
So that's a pretty good deal. And then Keenan comes over and says, well, you know, since I helped you out by telling you that we should put on the burger, I feel like we should have a partnership there, friend? Sure. Oh, yeah. He's, all right, cool. Well, that's great. Well, I happen to have this contract here. I've already written up. I figure that you'll get the 20% of what we make, and then I'll just take the uh, the 80% that's left over. Yeah. Okay. Sure, buddy. And that ends up becoming a conflict as the thing goes on. It's paper trail. Don't have one, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, after this scene, we then go to, uh, at Cal is leaving work. He's like, hey, hey, you want to hang out with me in my secret place? Oh, and yeah. Keenan's like, um, stranger sure. danger, stranger <laughs> danger. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's just on the roof. But that's when we have feelings. Cause then Cal says he sits up there because it has reflection time and he, he thinks and at this point, I'm thinking, all right, that's a pretty standard thing for a kid's movie of this of era to talk about. You know, you feel isolated, and you want to t- come home with your thoughts. And then Keenan starts talking. <laughs> and he says, yeah. you know, my dad left when I was a kid. I'm like, oh, we're going there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As we're going there, he's like, I don't remember what his face looks like. Oh, we're really going And like he said, he left when he was seven. I remember he had this yo He gave him this yo-yo. That whistled and, he whistled, and Yeah. And he said, I, I love that yo-yo, man. It was great. Well, what happened? Uh, you still have that yo-yo? Well, no. The lights went off about it. It stopped going a year, about a year later. And then the whistle uh, uh, went out. No, I guess my mom threw it away. You know, I'm having a hard time remembering the fa- what my dad's face looks like. And then Kel, yeah, I don't really know my dad either. And I'm like, you know what? Kind of good for you, movie. Like, you're, like, I'm not sure it has a place in here, but you, you've worked it in somewhat subtly. You're addressing an, an issue, issue of some broken families and... I mean, you do nothing with it after no, this scene. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, they kind of do later on the, ne- the next day. Oh, that's right. Kel, uh, the next day, walks up to him and says, Hey, man, so I bought you a present with the money that we made, uh, 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 with the money uh, that you gave me. So it's 20%. It's All, a, the only money that Kel had, he bought it to buy a yo-yo for his buddy, because Keenan called him, Hey, buddy, I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. It looks just like the one you talked about. And then Keenan has a look of like, oh, like, almost like a happy, like, oh my gosh face. And I'm like, Movie has feelings on right. What happens? He basically, and you look on his face, basically says, "I feel really guilty. I should probably give him more money." No. Anyway, what are we up to today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no. But then Mondo Burger across the street is getting pissed because he sees all this business going on down over there. So they decide, or I'm sorry, Kurt Nazi decides, we're gonna make our burgers three times bigger now. And they've decided they need to get the sauce recipe. So then we get to one of my most problematic. Scene, uh, plot arcs of the movie. They have to hire someone to try and get the recipe from Ed. Yes. So they bring in Carmen Electra to seduce the recipe out of them. Yes. And I want to point out that in 1997, Carmen Electra was 25. And I feel like we've established these characters are 15. Question. And we, she is very we've clearly... We've established Keenan is 15. Keenan is in school when Kel wakes up to go to work. I don't know how old Kel is. Oh... You know, okay. I don't know how old Kel is. Okay, you know that that, that actually makes it better. That, like, I, I can buy that that he's maybe he's eighteen. Maybe. Sure. The other he's possibility, legal age. The other possibility is that every single school in the country has said, "Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. We are not dealing with Ed. Ed is a moron. We're not bringing Forrest Gump into our school right now. Ed should not be left unsupervised, let alone giving keys to a car. This guy's putting grapes on his nose. We are not taking him oh, to yeah. school. I get. I feel like we're. I guess brushing over all the little stupid stuff Ed does There's throughout a lot of the whole movie. At yeah. one point he. He sticks grapes up his nose, 
It says boo 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 boo. Yeah, he just like skip scat yep in his way through this movie. And oh, because that's when Kane finds out that he's what the reason why he's working the summer job. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It just like he sticks the grape up his nose and says, shoots one out. You want a grape? No man. And then he eats it, and you're like. I, though I, I I can picture audiences of kids just dying of laughter at this point. It was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> you like bad movies. I like the one who likes bad movies is not here right now. That I can say that because he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you hear that, Mark? You hear that? <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah they, they, Carmen Electra goes across the street uh, to Good Burger and is all about Kel. All about it. it it's almost reminiscent of. Oh, a Jane Silent Bob Strike Back when he, um, when those three girls walk in to the uh, movie world. Movies. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth, um, Eliza Dushku, and Ali Larder. There you There's go. There's a fourth one. Kevin Smith's wife. Yeah. But when they walk in, it almost looks very reminiscent. Instead of, instead of Run DMC playing, they're playing a scat version like Roxanne or something. They're playing because they're, they're playing Roxanne. Yeah, they're playing, her name is Roxanne, but they're not playing the original version of that song. They're playing '90s. Because who can afford it? You know, <laughs> that's but, true. Yeah, she's named Roxanne, so they could play the song Roxanne. Exactly. Oh, but so with Roxanne being her name, the song Roxanne being about a prostitute, and her being hired to seduce Kel, I'm pretty sure Mondo <laughs> Burger hired a prostitute to get this easily sauce yeah. recipe. Yeah. So keep that in mind as she keeps talking about how don't you want to go somewhere. Get Be alone. Get your secret sauce out of you. Yeah. There's, <laughs> that's the one part where where I was starting to hear that, too, where I'm like, Ugh. So somehow, oh, I forget, uh, they decided to go on a putt-putt date, and uh, Keenan actually gets Monique to go on a date with him because Monique... That one's really weird, because Monique has been very standoffish. No, I don't want to go out with you. What are you doing tonight? Not hanging out with Keenan you. Keenan is trying hard to get all over some Monique. Yeah, and then so Keenan talks to Kel and says that uh, nah, I don't got anybody I could bring. And Kel says, "Why don't you bring Monique? You like her, don't you?" And well, yeah, sure, but she hates me. Oh yeah, well, it turns out. Hey, Monique, want to go out and double date with me and Dexter? Okay. I went, oh, okay. That, that was easy. Wow. That, and Keenan was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Like we're very well Smith. Like yeah, I knew it was gonna work. Keenan's kind of bringing some talent here. I think yeah. you can see like some star. Power behind Keenan, where I mean, he's turning into not much, but he's been on SNL for like I want to say ten years at this point. Very um, much so. But he, you can see the glimmers of some talent behind Keenan. Kel has nothing. No. Kel, he's, he's been doing like mom and pop videos and TV shows ever since. Mom this. and pop videos. Yeah, like straight to DVD. I'm sorry, straight to DVD. B video. movies. B yeah. movies. Mom and if, pop. Like if, mom. if he showed up in Sharknado Four, I'd say, yeah, you know what? Why not? I'm surprised he hasn't yet. I can't confirm that he hasn't. But yeah, he, he, he might have actually. Yeah. Um. So they go to this double date to the coolest putt putt place ever. It's like if medieval times had a putt putt place. It's like a castle on the outside. They go inside, and they. It's a freaking club in there. Oh, it's all. It's, it, everywhere in this movie, it's just like before cell phones. Everybody went out and had. Fun. Yeah, basically. Which, I mean, you know, it's kind of true. So then Roxanne is just trying so hard. She's like, oh, Ed, what's, let's let's just talk. What's, what's you know what would go really good on this corn dogs? On this corn dogs? And he says, a turtleneck? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then um, uh, Keenan gets up and says, all right, let's go play some putt-putt. And Carmen Electra says to Kel, wouldn't you rather go somewhere alone, talk, and Get to know each other better. 
wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you come with me, you're getting at least a blowjob. <laughs> and Kel and, breaks the fourth wall. And, and Kel says, oh yeah, Kel looks at the camera. Yeah. And, and says, no! No! He's doing, I just realized, he's doing a, like a Keanu Reeves. A Keanu Reeves He's doing a Bill and Ted voice. Yeah, he's doing a Keanu Reeves and Shaggy, which is funny because Kel, or Ed in this movie, and Shaggy both have that, you're always kind of high, aren't you? Well, that's just it. I feel like there's, obviously they wouldn't have filmed it, but in my head, there's cut scenes from this in between every scene where you just see Kel getting stoned out of his mind. Out of his blitz out of his mind. Yeah. So it's the only way that this movie makes a little sense. This <laughs> movie <laughs> Very little sense. You get the putt-putt scenes that are... You know how this is going to play out. Of flirting with Monique and uh, Keenan. And Roxanne accidentally getting hurt, the crap beaten out oh, of her throat. Yeah, like Keenan... Like, or Cal whips the uh, putt-putt stick back, hits her the face, hits the ball, bounces off everything on the windmill, and then comes back and hits her in the face, and she gets knocked out. And the next scene, they're all driving back in the car... She's right. unconscious! Still unconscious! Still unconscious! Like, go to the hospital! Like, if you're unconscious... At all, let alone for, I want to say, it's got to be at least 10 minutes. They, They're almost back. They obviously her. carried her back to the car. Like, she's got brain damage now. She's like, got there's, concussion. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. So, it's it's one of those things where the movie is karmatically punishing the <laughs> uh, the wrong person by all the good characters accidentally kicking the crap <laughs> out of her. And at the end, yeah, they uh, uh, Monique and uh, Keenan. Keenan are getting out of the car. And he says, I'm going to get out too. Maybe you should stay here and talk to Roxanne. Why do I do that? Just trust us on this one. She'll explain it to you. And then she goes in for the kiss. They get out of the car. She goes in for the kiss. And he freaks the fuck out and flips her on her ass. Oh, I thought you were trying to uh, hit me. It's like, why would you think that, Kel? Kel, Because Kel is the asexual moron of this movie. Who knows Kung Fu? But um, off to the corner, Keenan and Monique are talking. And he's like, I've been trying to get with you forever since I started working here for a week. Uh, like, what made you want to be with me tonight? And she said, I see how you treat Kel so nice. Well, she starts talking about Kel's character so much that I'm like, do, do, do you have a thing for him instead? I, like, he's the nicest, sweetest, just most... Friend zone, 100%. I guess maybe, but it, it, it really is the... And you know, I date him, but he's... Special. <laughs> so... But he, I really think that everyone's just kind of letting Keenan, or sorry, Kel's character just kind of pretend he's running the counter there, just to be nice to him. It's like, just for tax-free, they let him work there. <laughs> so, yeah. He, they kiss. So basically, because Ke- uh, Kel likes Keenan, that's enough to uh, essentially vouch for him. He's so a he good is, guy. He's, the, he's a, the best wingman ever. Ever. All he had to do was say, yeah, he's cool. And that's it. He's it. Just based on that. <laughs> he's the best wingman ever. Yeah. So they kiss. And then they go separate ways, and then the scene ends with Carmen Electra's character going back to Mondo Burger in crutches, cast huge red mark on her face. And different clothes. Was there clothes too? She's suddenly wearing this short green dress. I'm like, did you change before or after the hospital? What happened? What? I don't why why would you bother changing her clothes? Like what what's the point? Well she had casts too, so obviously she went to the hospital. Yeah. And she's like, I quit. Uh it was it's an unnecessary scene. Honestly. I think it's there to show that we didn't accidentally kill her. <laughs> so thank God. Because I was kind of worried for a minute there. And this pre-prostic surgery, she looks different. Because I had to look up on the internet, I'm like... I have no idea. I, I was I, like, this looks like Carmen Electra, but I'm not sure. I think she just looks younger, that's all. That's, that's all I really knows. I don't know if she's even had plastic surgery, but... 
She looks different. Anyway, next day we go to uh, back to Good Burger, and Keenan walks in. He sees Monique writing or clocking in, I'm assuming, and he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, what are you doing after work today?" I'm busy. Uh oh. How about tomorrow? I'm busy. Ruh row. How about Saturday? Like, dude, take a hint. Yeah, <laughs> she don't want it anymore. <laughs> How about Saturday? I don't know. I think I'm busy. I'm like, you, what the hell? Take a hint. He's young. He doesn't know. Take take a hint yet. I guess. So she's like, oh, you left your jacket in the car. He's like, oh yeah, thanks. And you left this behind. The the deed, or I'm sorry, the, the agreement, contract. the contract that Keenan and Kel signed about giving. Does Keenan he just more money. constantly have that in his pocket? Why carries around at all times? Where is he going to keep it? Hold on, guys. In theory, he has a house somewhere. <laughs> like, take it up and put it on a desk or on the couch on or the anywhere. Fridge. Sure. Like, just constantly in your jacket pocket on date night? I don't get it. He, I don't. He could have told Kel, hey, we're just going to do it this way and not sign anything and still get the money from Kel. Yeah. He could have said 100%. Okay. Because also, I want to keep in mind, like, I, I want to make clear, this contract is in no way legally binding. This contract means nothing. No. It's basically, it might as well be crayons on a napkin. It like, could have been. We never saw what it was written on. Like, it's... it was so mad about this, where I don't even know why they bother with a contract. Were they really going to go to court for this at some point? Was yeah. that where Keenan thought this might end up? As but kids, she's... they're just like, ooh, it's contract. It must be binding. But so it's it, it's the, it's clearly like the beginning, or it, it's like the end of the second act. You're clearly at, uh, approaching the end of the second act of the movie because now she's mad at him and says... I'm not going to tell Kel, though, because it would break his heart. And I'm like, they re- he really is stupid in this movie. Like, everyone's just walking on eggshells around it because they're afraid he's going to go into some rage or something. <laughs> they're very strong. <laughs> so uh, I guess at this point, I, I think Keenan is, or Kel is eating his lunch outside. No, yeah, Keenan is eating his lunch outside because he's upset. And Kel comes to sit down. He's like, what's wrong? No, no, it's, it's the opposite. Because Kel's opposite sitting down, and Keenan walks up to him and says, can I sit here? And Kel says, what, on my lap? <laughs> No, not on your lap. What the hell? It wasn't even taken literally. He didn't say anything like that. There's two seats next to you. Yeah, that's that. that yeah. He somehow has a mono burger in his hand, though. I don't know where he got it from. Yeah, that um, burgers come out of nowhere in this movie. There's, it's like it's some alternate dimension where you think of a burger and it'll show up. Burger, not the bad universe. Like, that's a limit. Hey, it's like uh, Clyde with meatballs. Meat, uh, burgers flying out of the sky. Right. He's looking at the Mondo Burger, and then Keenan's eating a burger, and they're talking. And then his dog runs up, starts barking, and Keenan does the whole lassie thing. What's that? There's four clowns stuck in a car? Four, four, four clowns and their car broke down and they need our help? And I'm sitting there like, you know, I might change my opinion about this movie <laughs> if <laughs> right after this scene you see four clowns and a bro- broken down car. But they, but they did. And after that, they... So five clowns at a broken down <laughs> So I want to be like, I want to like you more now because of it. You can't count, but that's okay. Because I'm like, you know, that actually kind of works. That, you, you made me smile there, movie. I'll yeah. give it to you. And so he says, no, there's no way that, 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 that he's not talking to you right now. He just wants a burger. <laughs> and he says, all right, I guess I'll give him this Mondo burger in my head because I bought this for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Hoping there was a dog to feed. And he puts it down on the ground, and the dog what, just sort of looks at it and just looks back up again. Doesn't want anything to do with it. I guess he recognized it was a prop. <laughs> well, that's weird. He doesn't want this burger. And he puts the good burger down. And the dog goes right after that. Wow, the dog doesn't like that burger. And I'm like, do people like that burger? If the dog won't eat it, it has to taste like literal garbage. How is Mondo Burger ever going to stay in business? Literally like garbage. I don't want to... Uh, and if that were to happen, my first instinct would be like, man, I guess our burger's really good. No, Keenan's first instinct is, well, that's weird. Let's go break in and see what they're doing. Because <laughs> one thing that happened a lot on all that, if I remember correctly, is cross-dressing. Cross-dressing <laughs> skits. They, it was yeah. something... It, 
hey, look at these kids in drag. It's oh, that's that's so hilarious. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they dress in drag as two, in theory, old ladies. They act like old ladies, but they don't have masks on or anything. No. They just look it, like themselves in dresses. Where do they get these? They're not like like a plain dress. These are like colorful, all-out dresses and with head pieces. In one character's case, quite elaborate. Yes, which it, it comes <laughs> really into the kitchen. So they're like, he's like, oh, I need some water. And they're like, oh, get us some water, get us some water. And he's like, okay, let's go. So they, they, break, like, they break into the kitchen of Mondo Burger. Yes. And uh, I forget, they get caught for some reason. Well, it, first, though, you see someone taking uh, like an eyedropper to this... Uh, I forget what the stuff's called. I don't know, but it looks like it's something. Around. I don't know. It looks like um, the plutonium canisters from Back to the Future. Yes. So he's take take some of it out of uh, this canister, put it on a regular size burger. It goes through the oven and comes out three times as big. Yeah. So it's clear. Oh, we're using artificial ingredients to make these burgers larger because this movie is also, by the way, very FDA approved. <laughs> of course. Uh, so they do get caught. They get caught, and then the guys are like, "Hey." You guys got some good burger. And they rip their women clothes off to show, hey, that's them. Keenan's just wearing normal clothes underneath. But Kel is wearing full-on lingerie. Female lingerie. He committed. He committed. I'm like, whoa. I was I forgot about that. Like, that's also a pretty funny moment, though. Oh, like, it was funny. That got a pretty big laugh out of me. Yeah, he would, I guess. Yeah. He would fully commit. He said dress in uh, women's clothing. Well, he did. I guess his thought is women all wear lingerie. Of course. I guess. So they take them and um, they put them in a psych ward. And they, well, first they say that coils it. You guys are you guys are grass. Someone wrote that line down. <laughs> that coils it. You guys are grass. That was in a script that someone wrote. It survived at least one edit. I, we can assume it was read by people on set, and they said, "Yeah, we'll say that." Sure. That makes no damn sense. All right. So All they right. take them and send them to an asylum. How does Kurt? have the okay to send people to asylum. What kind of power does Mondoburger have in this town that they just moved into? They can commit people? They have power of attorney over these people? That, that, what? Favors. How? I mean, in the case of Kel, fine. Maybe he could use some therapy. He, yeah, he, he was bouncing on those walls as soon as he got in that psych ward. He runs that place when he gets in Maybe there, Kurt's right? dad lives in. We don't know what Kurt's dad does. Okay, sure. They get someone to play Kurt's dad. I could use, like, uh, what's... I forgot the actor's name, but the ass, the bald asshole from uh, Wayne's World, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Or like or like a William Atherton from Ghostbusters as Peck. Get someone like oh, that in here go. to play his dad, you know? Or uh or, who's or, actually running the show. Or we could use Jake that. Jake Busey. He, he has the same weird kind of hairstyle almost. At the time he would have been the same age as him. Oh, you're right. But like one of those established actors, I'm surprised there isn't anyone like him actually. I'm yeah. surprised Kurt isn't played by some well, it's a kid movie well, for the most part. Yeah, but they still got people like that. Oh, uh, because William Atherton was also in um, Biodome, and that's you know Biodome. Edward get along well with the characters from Biodome. All these I'm just saying it. That you need. I think you need someone like that to be the real heavy. But anyway, so yeah, they get them committed to an asylum, so like straight jackets and all. And while they're in there, um, the Mondo Burger's like now they're gone. Let's go poison this Ed's secret sauce. They're going to so put not just any poison. Rat poison, I think. No, it is not rat poison. What kind of poison is it? Shark poison. Is it shark poison? Sh For no reason, it is shark poison. <laughs> First of all, what is shark poison? There's a poison that only works on hey, sharks? Batman's got shark repellent, so I'm sure there's a shark poison. It makes no sense. It's not like this... It, this movie doesn't take place on the docks. Sharks <laughs> are never brought up before in this <laughs> movie. It's like, oh, you, we'll put shark poison in it. Why? Why would you put... Ugh, maybe it's so weird. It's the first eight. If they're in Orlando, Florida, maybe there's lots. Do you think there's a lot of sharks in Florida? Orlando? 
Orlando. Florida. No. <laughs> no. So anyways, you, no. While, while they're putting the shark poison inside the Ed's Secret Sauce, Abe Lagoda, I guess, or Abe, I'm sorry, Abe Vagoda is, I guess, sleeping in Good Burger? On the floor. Oh, he, just, he just pops up. Hey, what are you guys doing here? It is Good Burger outfit still. <laughs> because everyone's like, hey, guess what? You guys remember how we, how we somehow got Abe Vagoda in this movie? Yeah, we're going to keep using him. Because we got Abe Vagoda in it's this Abe movie. Vagoda is in this movie. We are using him for every inch we can get him at. Good on them, because he, the movie's a little better every time he shows up. Oh, I love... <laughs> He's so good in this movie. Because, you know who, you just mentioned him a minute ago, but you know who, at this point, I had forgotten was in this movie? Sinbad. Yeah. Sinbad has disappeared from this movie for, for uh, until the end. We, we, I saw he, they crashed into a mailbox earlier in their burger mobile. He shows up at one point to say, hey, by the way, that estimate of 1900, it's actually 2200. But, but they estimated 1900. Well, that's why they call it an estimate there, son. <laughs> like, it's, it, and it, it has no reason because it's like, oh no, he now owes 300 other dollars. He's still screwed either way. That's all I meant as a kid. And by my estimate, they'll take you another two and a half months to pay it off. Two and a half months, you can make $2,200 working fast food? Which, that they, doesn't sound right. Sinbad comes into Gutenberger one time, and he's talking to them, and you find out he's making $6 an hour. I think it was five. It, oh, I think it was yeah, five dollars an hour. I, no, Cal, I had stupid notes. Cal is making five dollars. Keenan's making six dollars. It's just, what? No, I know, I know. He I, just started. I know. <laughs> This is tax breaks. I'm telling you, they're taking advantage of Kel. Like, this is wrong. But with $6.97, I wasn't working. Was Mark working? He's not here to answer this. Is that good back in 97? $6 minimum wage? I think uh, the minimum wage now is, what, seven. I think the minimum wage at the time was four fifteen. Oh, well, then that's really good. Thick. Anyway, uh, all I'm saying is that a lot of focus is put on the non-legally binding contract that yes. Keenan and Kel have. We need to try take a look at Keenan's contract he has with Good Burger. Which he if he's making less yes. money. Which the contract that Sinbad signed with him... There was no signature. There was no sign. He's just word hearsay. Word. Yeah, there's. The, yeah, there is no contract. Yeah, there. There's, you'll do it. So they're in the psych ward because now Otis has been put in the psych ward. Abe Vagoda because Kurt can <laughs> just send name. people in there for whatever yeah. he wants. So now we have Abe Vagoda in a straitjacket because yeah. sure. <laughs> so then they uh, they're sitting down the next day in the yeah. in this big public area. Yeah. And they have a bunch of legitimately crazy people in here. Like, I'm worried about these... Because at least Keenan is 15. Yeah. Keenan is 15 years old, and he is in a psych ward against... Are his parents aware of this? I don't know. This yeah, is deeply troubling. Where are the parents? But that's okay, because then they sit down next to George Clinton. Yes, George Clinton. <laughs> Nonsense like PCU. Has George Clinton made a like, random appearance? What? George Clinton in this movie, too? Which they don't even... It's it's not even... He's not even there very long. It's like a quick throwaway thing. No, they kind of use him well, I thought. Because what happens is that they have to... Just, uh, they, they realize they have to break out because Ava Goda says they're putting poison in the sauce. And they... We gotta break out to uh, save them. We gotta before get out. We get for the open. Well, how, how do we get out of here? Oh, at first, it's important to note that Kel sits down next to a terrifying-looking large man in a straitjacket who's mumbling to himself. And Kel says, "Oh, I was in one of those too. Here, let me help you out." And he undoes a straitjacket, yeah. and then you hear people screaming and glass breaking. You're he's like, free! Oh well, he's killing people. That's, yeah, that's e not good. Easily killing people. So then they say we have to get out of here. Well, how are we gonna get out? And Kel says, "Hang on a minute," and he turns the radio station to. Surprise, surprise! A George Clinton song! And the Funkadelic song! Oh, yeah. And this scene... Oh, I I completely blew over Heather. Oh, the girl that Keenan or Kel meets in the psych ward? Kel meets someone who I legitimately think is a pretty good match for her. She's a crazy person, but they get along great. Played by Linda Cardellini. She was in ER for a while. She played Velma in the Scooby-Doo movies. Awesome movies I love. The first one, anyways. 
the make <laughs> no, I, I kind of agree with you. Making Scrappy Doo the villain was brilliant yes. in that movie. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, so she, yeah, she's in this for it's before she was famous, I guess. But oh yeah, uh, she um, yeah, she's a crazy person, and the two of them hit it off. Yeah, yeah. kind of actually kind of sweet way. I kind of liked their plot. Like, Some like, weird crazy people kind of getting along. So anyway, yeah, so. Kel turns it over to George Clinton, and they have a dance number. And Kel's just dancing, and the choreographed dance number takes place. Well, not since she's all that has a coordinated dance number broken out of nowhere. <laughs> they happen a lot in movies. Well, in musicals, in a movie like uh, this, it's true. like how do they all know what to do? Or in Clerks Two, where they all do the uh, huh? It's another Clerks reference, a Clerks Two moment. Interesting. Because in Clerks Two, they all work in a fast food joint, mm-hmm. and then they break into a dance number. Huh. Wait, the candy? Oh, the, oh. They uh, break into the Jackson 5 ABC? Song. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's true. Kevin Smith might have watched Good Burger. Let's, let's see how many more references we can get before this. Interesting. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, so, they, yeah, they get the uh, guards. The dance number is actually pretty decent, and throughout the whole thing, not doing the coordinated dance, but throughout the whole thing, you got George Clinton stepping through, uh-huh. singing the lyrics that are being sung. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of like this scene. <laughs> they get the guards to dance, and then Keenan knocks them out, gets the keys... They're able to not break out of the ward, but break out of the room into... And go upstairs for some reason. To the crazy man's room Josh was just mentioning, the big guy. Well, it, it, it seemed like he had broken into some office. Yeah. Like, they, broke, they get into an office, and the big guy's already there, and Linda Carnalini says, who is a crazy person, suddenly clams up and says, don't don't touch him. Just stay still. I'm <laughs> like, oh my god, what has happened? He's killed many people. What is going on in here? And goes, hey man, what's up? You help us get out of here? And I'm like, oh, he's chief from... Uh, uh, flew in the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, if he breaks them out of here using a water cooler through a window, I'm on board for that. Nope. Instead, he uses Cal or Keenan. He throws Keenan through a window. I'm like, yeah, that works too. And then Amy Magoda's still there. He's like, I gotta go. And he just woo, jumps, jumps out, out the window. window. And they're on the second or third floor. Second floor, yeah. And then Cal's like, oh, I'm probably gonna see you again. Hugs her, the girl, and then he jumps on the bed. Jumps outside. This moment I like, though, because what Kel does, is he doesn't just jump out. He jumps out one of the non-broken windows. Yes, he, he jumps does. And breaks it on the window. And, yeah, all right. Yeah, I can see that. I laughed at that, too. And <laughs> <laughs> so, In case you're wondering, it's very clear as I'm saying these things, the movie's kind of turning me at this point. At this point, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm kind of on board for yeah, this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so now there's a big chase scene between the three, three pretty much... People break down the psych ward, Keenan, Kel, and Ava Goda, and the psych ward... <laughs> Only two, which is a trio I never thought I would see on Ever. screen. Keenan, Kel, and Ava Goda. Not since, like, the movie Disorderlies with the fat boys are in a movie where they work in a old folks' home. It's just, it's, I, I just, the, the guys from Keenan and Kel... And Ava Goda. And Saul from The Godfather. <laughs> oh, all right, cool. Uh, sure. So they're go- They're trying to race back to Gutenberger before any of the shark poison is in Ed's secret sauce kills anybody. So they're in an ice cream truck they broke into. An ice cream truck that is labeled, the company name on it is Obese Brothers Ice Cream. Obese? Obese. Like oh. Fat. Oh. Ah, but it's O, Obese <laughs> Brothers Ice Cream. <laughs> and the ice cream guy's like, wait, what are you doing? Ava Goda, we're stealing your truck. <laughs> <laughs> if, Ava, if someone was stealing my, tr- uh, my car and Ava Goda popped up and said, we're stealing your truck, I'd say, it's all yours, dude. dude so, I'm sorry. Please don't kill me. I thought you were dead. <laughs> it's yours. So then it's a whole... You may sh- in fact be a zombie. Yes. I'm not sure. So they hold the long chase scene of Keenan Kel throwing ice cream at the 
psych ward chasing them. Only two guys are chasing them. And then Sinbad's back in the movie. Yep, he has a brand new mailbox because they broke it earlier. And so he's like, there, got my new mailbox. And the mailbox is, once again, designed by MC Hammer. It's, it's, it's colors everywhere, yeah. birds, I think. It's very clear that this is a Nickelodeon movie, yes. basically. Um, and so, yeah, they, they wipe out the mailbox because, of course, they do. Of course. And it almost, for a second, looks like they wipe out Sinbad. Like, that, like the way that was shot, I almost it almost looked like that car came down on Sinbad. <laughs> like, oh, my God, they killed him. But he shows up again later. You're like, damn. <laughs> and then they uh, finally, they make it back to Good Burger just in time. Keenan's like, Kel, go stop anyone who's, make sure nobody eats that burger. And of course, who's about to eat a burger? Two old ladies. I will have a good burger with everything on it and extra sauce. That sounds good. I'll get one too. What? <laughs> I know. I was looking very close at these two. I'm like, are these people famous or something? Like, let's find it. we're focusing pretty heavily on these two old ladies, and I don't get why. I didn't look that up. They might be. I have no idea. I, I don't. I didn't recognize them. I didn't oh, and then the one woman gets up and says, "Oh darn! I meant to put mustard on mine." And she walks over to put mustard on it. And then, as soon as she put mustard on, mustard on it at the condiment station, she figures, I'll just take a bite now. And then Cal... I could be dead by the time I get back to the team. Yeah, Cal, that's true. <laughs> Cal runs in and, ta no, and tackles her. They all have shark poison in it. I want to keep in mind, there's another old lady back there who presumably didn't want mustard on it, who might very well have already taken a bite of this thing. <laughs> Who's dead? We don't know. Doesn't It just doesn't show her. No. And so at that point... Uh, Ed and... Whatever, they would both have had to compete for Abe Vigoda's affection in this movie anyway. Yes. <laughs> they're the only people above 40 in this movie, and they're all, uh, ancient. Yes. So now, uh, Keenan and Kel must, are like, we must go stop them. They go from being in their psych clothes to saying, we gotta stop Mondo Burger, to running to Mondo Burger in their work outfits. Why, yeah, why did they when change? Did they, when? Why did they change? When could have been they just did it before they ran over there. But why? Why know. do you change into your Good Burger outfit? Then they jumped on the product placement mobile of Rolls Gold Pretzels <laughs> yeah. to get on top of the Mondo Burger building. Oh, Kel is apparently a parkour expert. Oh, he's every, like, every time jumping back up, y'all like, parkour! Parkour! <laughs> <laughs> like, like the beginning scene of... Uh, uh, Casino Royale, yes, parkouring, yes. like frog jumping over these. Um, He's things. quite impressive at it. Yeah, and, and so Keenan's they, afraid, but so they work their way up to the on top of Mondo Burger is this giant uh, burger sh and shake and shake, and the, there's steam coming out of the shake. So in theory, that's a the smoke stack of some kind. On know, every gri every grill, theoretically, this should be on top of a grill. For Ooh, where knowledge, theory, it's almost like I'm is that the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> is that why I've been occasionally when I go past a Burger King, I'm worried it's on fire. Yes. Okay. It's because they're <laughs> broiling their burgers. Right. They right. should be sitting over top a uh, flat top grill, which in theory means right. they should have come down onto a grill, right? No, but they broke in, and where did they land, Josh? Inside a basket full of towels or jackets. Oh, that's right. Why? I don't know. Because there's a laundry room in the Mondo Burger. I, guess. I don't know. And, and but the place is that big. I'm assuming they do a lot of other stuff in that building. Like what? Good question. What's Mondo Burger up to in there? I don't know. But if they're poisoning people with these the, the trinephanol or something, what's the grinder? Oh my god! It's people. Silent green. Mondo Burger is people. People. <laughs> it's babies. Sorry, I had babies. I they use flashbacks. I'm sorry. It's PTSD. I can't get over it. Uh, it's, it's, the Ninja Turtles. They're they're just coming back. Yeah. Anyway, so they uh, they're. They, uh, Keenan says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go distract them, and you go, and you go get some of that plutonium, whatever it is. <laughs> count to ten, which he apparently does quite well. I figured that was going to be the plot. I figured it was going to be count to ten, and then come out. I figured it would be eight, 
pickles. <laughs> Avocado. Anton. MTV. Uh, but no, no, he, uh, Cal, I'm sorry, Keenan uh, gets everyone in Mondo Burger in the kitchen to chase him around, and then Cal walks in. And he grabs a bottle because their whole idea is to grab one of these bottles, of plutonium, take it to the authorities, and to show, look, Mondo Burger's doing this bad stuff and poisoning the customers, and Kurt doesn't care about it. Right, it, but instead he accidentally knocks one of the bottles and makes a domino effect for all the other bottles, and then some falls into the grinder. Grinder. There's an actual grinder. There's an actual grinder. I'm like, oh, okay, so it was Chekhov's grinder. They mentioned grinder in the first Chekhov's act. Grinder. they got to bring it back in the third act. I thought people would be going into it, but at least it became part of the plot. This script, while occasionally very bizarre, understands how you build a movie. At yes. least it, 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 get, it does get... It has A, B, C, B plot points. It has a narrative flow. It's a three-act structure. It mentions something in the first act, brings it up in the third. It's invested me in this stupid-ass movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he... Uh, and Keenan... Uh, sorry, Cal gets this look on his face and says, hmm, so he pours even more into the grinder. So yeah. a lot of this plutonium has gone into that. As we're keeping in mind earlier, they were just using an eyedropper on it. Per one burger to make it three times as big. Now, a whole bottle's gone into this. Two bottles, yeah. Yeah. So... Keenan is now cornered at the top of the roof, and Kurt's like, we got you now. We're going to get you. Good burgers. Done. And he says, no, you're not, because Kel's already got some of your, again, plutonium, and he's going to take it to the authorities. And Kel runs up, hey, I got the stuff. Oh, you moron. An empty bottle of the stuff, no less. You stole an empty bottle and then brought it right back to us? Oh, my God. It wasn't empty when I found it. Which, if Kel's saying that, could mean anything. (laughs) He could have drinking it for all we know uh, now that you mention that, I'm a little surprised this didn't end with a giant-sized Kel who drank it. Whoa, Stomping on Good Burger or on, uh, on Mondo on, Burger. Yeah, yeah that well, well done, movie makers, to show some restraint. <laughs> and so then the whole place you can feel it starts shaking because it goes back down, and for some reason all this food. Uh, there was no one in the kitchen earlier. No. But now somehow all the food, uh, ground beef that was in the grinder that has all the extra plutonium put in it is now going through the grill in patty form. So someone in theory is making them. I'm assuming it's a it's like a assembly line of like it like poops it out, makes a patty, Maybe. and then gets bigger. But so now all these burgers are quite large, and these meat wads <laughs> start just exploding. Exploding. Like, just boom! All of them are blowing up. Because why not? And, which is actually like shaking the Mondo Burger at its core. Oh, it, yeah. To the foundation. Things are falling off the wall. They, uh, the ceiling's caving in. And Kurt's like, we got to get inside. And then Burger explodes at him. And his henchmen that we haven't talked about. But he has two henchmen following him at all times. We got to get out. Let's go. They run outside. And at this moment, Sinbad drives up. He's like, I'm going to get myself a nice Mondo Burger. They're so delicious. And then the building's shaking. And this Mondo Burger, on top of Mondo Burger, starts shaking and falls and lands perfectly on Sinbad's nicely finished car. Destroyed car. Destroys it. And, but at this point, I have in my notes, the end of this movie is confusing me. Wow, so... I just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching people run around while giant burger patties blow up in people's faces. I don't... And now the building is falling apart because that's apparently very dangerous. I... I Anyway, I don't get the end of this movie. It's so bizarre. It's of all it's, it's times in this movie, that's where you draw it, the line. It's not quite as confusing as the Talking Burgers at the beginning. No, but it, this movie is bookended with crazy. It's just shit crazy. It, burgers exploding will not cause this entire place to explode, but it does. It's just so weird. Like people, 
I, I just I, I can picture people telling stories after this. Hey, remember that one time? Uh, remember that one burger place that exploded, and at the same time that other burger place sh served shark poison. Yeah, those are good it's, days. It's a good thing both of those places shut down and were never heard from again. Oh uh, no, actually, uh, uh, life found a way. We kept one. <laughs> we kept a one burger place open. Did you just Jeff Goldblum this? Yes, I did. All right, all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then the police show up and they're arresting Kurt. Yep. And his um and his SS uh, <laughs> uh, bodyguards. The fall has started. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so uh, Keenan tells uh, talking to Kel and saying like you know Keenan. that's Keenan. Oh, I'm saying is talking oh, to Kel and saying that, that that was really great. Man, did you do that on purpose, putting that stuff in there? And then Kel has the moment that you kind of figure was coming from the beginning where the stupid person actually shows they're quite intelligent. Use all these big, complicated words. Well, you know, I actually figured that if we, if we, even if we took the stuff down to the authorities, there would be no way to uh, prove that it came from Mondelberger. And then, well, with the state of the legal system right now, it would take at least a couple years before we even brought this thing in front of a court. So I really figured it'd be better. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? What? He's going, Keaton's just like, okay, you're bringing up valid points, but what? Oh my god! Yeah. So he, he shows that he actually did do um, that. He actually uh, did it on purpose. Yeah. And what's the thing that sets up the? Is it because the I'm, news people? No, the news people come up and they're just like, "Oh, hey, like, what happened to Motorburger? What do you have? Do you have anything to say? What happened in there?" Well, of course I do. And he looks right at the camera and then he says, "Look at the Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can't take your order." And well, before that, there's a line where he I, I can't remember what it's, what sets it up, but it's something like. Um, like, uh, I, I can't remember what it is, but uh, he says, uh, Keenan says something like, I can't, I don't think we should do this anymore. I don't think, I think oh, he rips up the contract? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, thank you. He rips up the contract and he says that I, I just don't think we should have this contract anymore. Rips it up. And Kel says, why? Is it because I'm black? <laughs> I laughed at that line. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I laughed a lot at that line. And Keenan's like, no, I'm, you know what, never mind. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> says, no, I'm almost, no, never mind. <laughs> but you know what's one thing they never talk about again? Monique. They were talking about her after that. Oh, yeah. What happens to Monique? I don't know. I'm assuming. I she, guess she served her purpose for the movie? I guess. I, I think they run back in Good Burger. I don't see forgets. Anyways. They do run back into Good Burger because he's being... They say that... Ed, Ed's being hoisted on the, the, uh, everyone's shoulders. They're all screaming, Oh, that's Ed, what he said. Ed! Ed! What? Ed, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Ed! What? Ed! What? Ed! What? That's a pretty funny gag, too. And, and that, that's when he says the end slogan of, uh, Welcome to Good Burger, not the interview. Which is like I want to say the fourteenth time that's said in this movie. It's, it's so goddamn annoying by that point. I mean, but that that's our movie. It's the movie. Is runtime is an hour thirty seven. It's not too bad. It's, it's, really it's in and out. It really is. It's, so I actually looked it up. I haven't done money quotes in a while. Do you know how much the movie made? Or oh, I'm sorry, how much it cost to make? Estimated twenty bucks. <laughs> it was all done. It was all shot on the same street. Yeah. Like, all right. It was nine million estimated. Okay. This movie made a little under twenty-four million. Well, Opening weekend, it made seven million best, alone. They so they knew they were at least gonna break even. Yeah, that's I mean, not bad. So I mean, would you recommend this movie, Josh? I did not expect this, but like, it's. <laughs> I want to make it clear. This is a kids movie. Um, it is 100% a kids movie. If you're going, don't go into this expecting something like Wayne's World or something like that, where it's just a zany story that ends up being kind of clever. But there were some really good, genuine laughs I had. I Keenan is played well. Ava Goda is having a lot of fun in this movie. Easily. Like, uh, Sinbad can die in a fire. I don't know what he's doing <laughs> in this movie. I, he has no purpose. He really does. But 
other than that, I had a kind of enjoyable time. And if I was flipping around and I saw it, I would at least see what scene it's on. Oh, the, because the, there's a couple lines that were pretty funny we didn't even mention. At one point, um, the uh, Mondo Burger's uh, trying to buy this uh, this sauce recipe from Ed. Yeah. And uh, so we can uh, we can do a lot, you know. $10 an hour is how much I'm willing to pay. Do you know what $10 sounds like? Kara pans back over to him, and Kel has $10 up to his ear, crinkling it, saying, I think it sounds sort of like... <laughs> that kind of laugh for me. Like I, I, That's a funny gag. So, I mean, if you go on re- understanding that it, it is straight up a kid's movie, yes, yeah. I would recommend this movie. It's a soft recommend, but it's... Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's, I mean... Andrew? I, yes, I would recommend this movie. I saw this... In the 90s, when it first came out, my girlfriend thought I was very pissed. Uh, but I rewatched it even before the podcast with my two friend, uh, my friends and my wife, and they didn't like it. So that, it, I mean, I don't know. You got to be in the know. Like, you got to at least grow up with Nickelodeon to really like it, in my opinion. If you haven't, you got to go in very open minded. There's some funny one liners. Beer helps. It definitely I watched helps. this yesterday, and I it, it, beer helps. <laughs> There's a lot of good one-liners. If you like '90s, it well, another one thing we didn't really talk about: the soundtrack is excellent for this movie. It's pretty good. It's good. The Less Than Jake song is good. The Warren G song, for whatever reason, is good. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what Warren G was doing with this soundtrack, but it was good. George Clinton is represented. All right. This sounds- I mean, I'm sure it's in the 90s they did this a lot. Music inspired by... Maybe they have a lot of other punk movies. Uh, I don't know. But it's it's a fun movie. I enjoyed watching it again. It, it, it takes you back to this, like... For me, it sounds stupid here. Simpler times. And just like... It's just like... I remember seeing this. It was fun being a kid. Liking stupid jokes and whatever. It's, I liked it. I would I recommend it. I'd like it watch. And I would too. And for me, it's not even a nostalgia thing. I have zero nostalgia for this movie. I barely remember the skit and all that, and I never saw this movie when I was a kid. Which Keenan Kell was a funny show. I never watched Keenan and Kell. The, the not, theme not song once. was sung by Coolio. Really? Yes. Interesting. I never watched Keenan and Kell. It was great. It was one of the shows that, it was on for a few good years, too. Yeah. They were in a convenience store, I think. They worked there. Whatever. Anyway. Anyways. So, um, that's our episode of uh, Oprah, Other Did We Watch That's. As always, if you like it, please let us know. Rate us in iTunes. Uh, like us, uh, like our Facebook page. Share uh, us if you want. Be like, hey, these guys liked Good Burger. See what you think. <laughs> What's our email again? That, it, it, our email is didwewatchthat at gmail.com. Okay, that was it. Yep. Yeah, uh, and uh, clue for next week. Yeah, um, Josh. Josh is hosting it next month uh, is our next episode. So. Um, and I'm uh, picking this. Uh, Mark, who is not here, doesn't actually know what episode, uh, what movie we were watching. And I actually have not seen this movie. Right. So, so Josh is kind of screwing me as I screwed him over by watching this movie. But he liked this movie. The one thing I'll say that's not even a clue is this is one of the, my most this is one of the angriest I've ever been in a movie walking out of a theater. I can see that though. Uh, Just you, of yeah. all people. The clue is Freddie Prince Jr. It's very vague. He's been in a lot of trash. A lot of trash. A lot of bad stuff. Before he got very lucky that his wife Sarah Michelle Gellar became more famous and he didn't have to work. Were they married? Yeah, they're married with kids. Still? Yeah. No. Yeah. Shut up. Because he's got that Star Wars animated show. And next year she's gonna. Uh, whoa, whoa, she's gonna whoa! Jr. is in Stars animated show. Uh, yeah, the new one, the uh, Rebels? Rebels. He plays the, the Jedi. Shut up! Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> That's Fritz Jr. Holy shit! And and uh, in season two, she's gonna be on it too. No. Yeah, we're gonna, that we're gonna talk about this offline, but uh, <laughs> but that's uh, that's our show. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. Thanks for listening.
But I 